The Q&A with Pastor Greg podcast exists to strengthen the members of Antelope Road Christian Fellowship and to keep Pastor Greg, that's me, aware of what questions real people are asking about faith, the Bible, and life. I'm your host, Greg Kaiser. Today, we are tackling the question, emailed in, if Jesus was fully God and fully man, how much did he know? Doesn't the Bible say that there are some things only the Father knows? How could that be with the Trinity? Awesome set of questions, grouping of questions here about Trinitarian doctrine. So first off, let me say, I am no theologian. I know just enough to be dangerous. And I'd like to say that I know uh, the, what is required to engage with God in a way where I find him fundamentally trustworthy because he's given me a new heart. Uh, I do not think my way into my faith. That's another way of saying that um, my heart was not transformed by me agreeing with a theological checklist as I searched. My brain is a part of my whole person, but it is not the sole vehicle toward faith. So that being said, I'm not going to give you really big words. And if I do, I'm going to explain my way as we go. First is, uh, as it relates to big words, is a phrase called hypostatic union. And this is a about a 1,700-year-old phrase that the church fathers in the early 4th century, well, really before that, were forced to wrestle with this question of was Jesus Christ fully God and fully man at the same time. There were different heresies that popped up in the 2nd and 3rd century that at first denied there's no way Jesus had a body because the Gnostics, amongst others, thought that everything physical was inherently evil or tainted or dirty, and so they were basically just saying Jesus was a spirit. And there were other heresies later that popped up in the reverse direction, and so the church had to pull councils together and ask the question, was he both? And they affirmed absolutely he was both at the same time. The question at hand here emailed in was, how much did he know? And uh, if there's a theologian out there that wants to email me, I'll definitely take more information on this but my short answer is that jesus really did not know a whole lot while he was in the flesh and that is of course if he is sovereign god which he is equal with the father and with the holy spirit um, in him all things that were made were made through him and by him and for him the scripture says but how could he know relatively little well that has to do with a purposeful choice on his part to incarnate, which is the, the church history word for just in carne, like carne asada. Anybody enjoy tacos? Uh, put on flesh to become a human being. So really what this means is when he made the purposeful choice to step away from heaven and be born of a virgin 2,000 years ago, he made the choice to not know a whole lot. He made the choice to grow in wisdom and stature uh, in favor with God and man. Um, he made a choice to be vulnerable, to feel vulnerable, to be tempted by sin and yet never sin. He made a choice to learn a culture and be a part of an ethnicity and a language group. Uh, he made a choice to be a part of all of this. And as Hebrews tells us, tempted in every way and yet without sin. Uh, to live the life that you and I should have lived so that he could rightly die the death you and I deserved uh, and then gift his righteousness to us, taking our guilt onto himself. Uh, how much did Jesus know? Well, we see in scriptures where he talks about, you know, he, he, you didn't have to tell him about the nature of humanity. He, he could tell that human beings had ulterior motives. There were times also, though, where the Gospels say he was surprised by the amount of faith that he saw. We see over and over 
this is all a very willful choice. If you're talking about a sovereign God, and we are, anything that he does not know for those 30 some odd years that he put on flesh and became a human being here on earth, anything he did not know was a purposeful choice on his part to live the life that you and I should have lived, to experience it as we experienced it. So that's, I know that's not a very detailed question, but I literally would have to be inside Jesus Christ's head 2,000 years ago to know every detail of what he did and did not know. But yes, it is a good, um, I think healthy thing to do, to read through the four Gospels from those lens and ask yourself, where are we see Jesus being genuinely surprised by something and where does he seem to walk in a confidence? I would say, as an aside, this isn't in my notes, his prayer life was off the chain. Anybody who's read the Bible sees how often he's withdrawing to pray. He knows a lot because of his continual prayer life and his connection to the Father. And, and mostly what I would say is he knows is he knows who his Father is. And so accordingly, he knows who he is. And he knows what his purpose is on earth. You'll see that especially in the Gospel of John. He knows he's going to that cross. He absolutely knows he is who his Father is. He knows who he is. Uh, he, he, he's all the time, especially in the Gospel of John, revealing himself as the Son of God and equal with the God. My Father is always working and, and I am always working. Uh, John 5. Uh, he, he knows that he is, he at some point sets his face toward Jerusalem. He, he knows uh, what the Father has asked him to do. And even in Gethsemane, he says, I don't want this, but Father, not my will, your will be done. And the final part of this question, how could that be within the Trinity? I've kind of answered that. Um, yes, the triune God knew all, I believe, before uh, the Incarnation. But at the Incarnation, the second person of the Trinity, uh, Jesus Christ, chose to enter into our world where he was not going to know everything for a time. And I believe when he ascended to the right hand of the Father, I, I think it's reasonable to believe at that point that he received all of his original faculties and, and knew all and knows all uh, from that point on. Um, so that's, uh, that's the quick and dirty in an episode that's going to last, in the end, less than seven minutes now. But I just say that's what makes Christmas so beautiful. Christmas is not just that our Savior came for us, but it's so powerful of how much Jesus Christ really did set aside to come down here and hang out with us and to accomplish great things on our behalf. It makes Christmas more beautiful when you think of how much Jesus Christ gave up. That's what I have to say about that. Email me at BibleQuestions at MyARCF.com with your question. It might just show up in a future episode. I love you, ARCF. I'll see you Sunday.